Just Curious. Welcome to Just Curious Media. This is Let's Talk Movies, and I'm Jason Connell. On the show today, I'm joined by special guest, Sal Rodriguez. Thank you, Jason. I'm happy to be here. Happy to have you back, my friend. Happy to have you back. Because today, this is going to be a fun episode. Just a shorty. We're not covering a scene-by-scene breakdown of a classic movie, but rather discussing what could become a classic movie. Because today, we're going to be looking at and talking about Killers of the Flower Moon 2023 trailer just watched. We literally both just watched the trailer. We're actually going to play the trailer and just talk about it because this movie's made by some incredible filmmakers, actors, producers, writers. It's a murderer's row of talent in Hollywood. Sure. And A-listers up and down. And also, this movie's been in the making for a while. And it's very close to my heart from where I grew up. And so we'll just kind of delve into that, the players that be, play the trailer, and just kind of stoke the fire because this movie comes out next week. Yeah, I look forward to it. That trailer was pretty intense. I I found myself holding my breath, you know, one of those where I'm kind of tensing up as I'm watching it. Yeah, pretty heavy duty stuff. So we can start any which way but loose, but this is a trailer episode and there's a lot to talk about. So maybe we should play the trailer on the front end. Sure. It's intense. The music's intense. It's just like... It really does captivate you in a way like, I'm ready to watch this movie. And thank goodness it does come out October 20th, 2023. And let's do it. You ready? I'm all set. Okay. I want to make sure you're set. I'm all set. (laughs) Oh, before I do that, why don't I give the poster a look-see? Oh. Boom. We haven't talked about the cast and crew yet, but yes, that is Leonardo DiCaprio. He's been pairing up with Martin Scorsese, the director, for a while. Oh, yeah. But a lot of other people in this. So I just want to show you that. Now we'll segue to the trailer. You know, you got got nice color skin. What color would you say that is? My color. Oh, Sage. They have the worst land possible. But they outsmarted everybody. The land had oil on it. Black gold. Money flows freely here now. I do love that money, sir. (laughs) (laughs) This wealth should come to us. Their time is over. It's just going to be another tragedy. When this money started coming, we should have known it came with something else. They're like buzzards circling our people. We're still warriors. to kill these white men who killed my family. I need you here. I am right here. You've got to take back control of your home. I was uh, sent down from Washington, D.C. to see about these murders. 
See what about him? See who's doing it. Expecting a miracle to make all this go away. You know they don't happen anymore. Woo! Wow. Man, that's intense. There I, I was holding my breath again. I don't think I was breathing. It nearly passed that's how out. That's how it's nearly intense. I, you there. When, when I realized I haven't breathed, I realized, wow, that's pretty intense. How long was that trailer? Two minutes? Yeah, a couple minutes, almost three. Okay. So, uh, yeah. It was good amazing. because I didn't think it was too long, and yet it was kind of long. That music's fantastic. Yeah, and just, this intense. is like a true masterpiece, or at least it has the makings. Of oh, yeah. You, you know, there's going to be nominations. You can tell. It reminds me of There Will Be Blood in a Way, the yeah, classic like uh, movie from yes. uh, Paul Thomas Anderson. So good, but different. That's more of a slow moving movie. There's a lot more pieces here, a lot more going on, big performances. So yeah, let's delve in. Here's the synopsis for Killers of the Flower Moon. Members of the Osage tribe in the United States are murdered under mysterious circumstances in the 1920s, sparking a major FBI investigation involving J. Edgar Hoover. So Osage, huge in Oklahoma. I grew up in Tulsa, Oklahoma. I mean, in school, Sal, we were always learning about Native American history. There was a point in time where we had a restaurant. We had a restaurant when I was younger, like a health food restaurant, way ahead of its time. And then as I was a teenager, late teen, early 20s, my father also got a restaurant. Uh, not also, but years later, got back in the restaurant game and got a restaurant at the Native American Museum. And the restaurant was you know, in there. And so every day when I went to help out and work there during the summers, it was just like Native American, you were such rich exposure there. And there was events and I had friends, I was on basketball teams with various Native Americans. So it just always felt like, I mean, I knew I was Irish, my roots, but I had a huge exposure to this and really learned about just, you know, how poorly, and poorly is not even the right word, how they were treated in the United sure. States. I got firsthand from that. I also just happened to grow up a Washington Redskins fan. We mm -hmm. were called the Redskins for a long time. Yep. And my Native American friends really liked them. Mm. They were honoring them. That's how they looked at oh, it. Wow. It's like the white man has the real problem with the logo and the name. And I get it. The name is, you know, it was Redskins. It can be taken that way, but it's a very pejorative term. As time went on, if you said, I saw some Redskins at the bar, you're going to like, oh, who was it? What Was it the quarterback? It, you know, pretty soon it just took on a whole new thing, but sure. we live in a different era now. But anyway, so yeah, I'm very aware of the Osage tribe, the reservations there. And this movie was kind of a long time making. It was happening during, you know, the pandemic early on. And I left Los Angeles. I went back to Oklahoma for a while to check on family before I moved to the East Coast. And so they were making the movie then. Like I was only there for so long and they were making it during that time way out in Pahuska. It's outside of Tulsa. They weren't really filming it in Tulsa. Or if they did, it was a little, a little bit. 
but it was big news. Go figure. I mean, you have Martin Scorsese, one of my favorite directors of all time. We're talking Main Streets, Taxi Driver, Raging Bull, Goodfellas, Casino, The Departed, The Irishman. He's just, you know, a god in cinema. And he's there in Oklahoma making this movie. It kind of blew my mind. I didn't go to set or anything. It was, everything was still kind of on lockdown. I wanted to show up and say, hey, you know, Jason Connell here. <laughs> so this type of production takes a lot of money, a lot of people to kind of go back in time, you know? And so um, and I'm I would just, imagine, I marvel uh, at this. You know what, Jason? I would imagine in today's day and age, you're almost required to get genuine Native American talent. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And there's no shortage of, of that in the country, in the world, definitely in Oklahoma. So I haven't really followed all that. I'm, I'm sure I, other than some of the actors like, oh, they're new on the scene. Yeah, these roles are being filled genuinely. And that's great. Absolutely. I mean, Scorsese's been nominated for like 13 Oscars. It's a travesty that he only won one for Best Director of The Departed, but that happens a lot. It's like, oh, yeah, I know. We can't just give it to Martin Scorsese, of course. It's like, what? Like, look at these movies he's made. Yeah, I did just see The Irishman recently. I I did enjoy it. Embarrassed to say I've I've never seen Raging Bull, although I do mean to see it. I know it's a Mean to see it. That means you need to go see it. I will see it. Stop the recording. Go see it. I'm also a huge fan of The Aviator. I watched that I like The Aviator too. I did. So good. So the writer, Eric Roth, amazing credits as well. Forrest Gump won an Oscar for Best Writing. Dune, a classic in so many people's minds. The Curious Case of Benjamin Button. Didn't love it, but still, I it's very it. similar. To, the reason I didn't uh, like it, it was yeah. too Forrest Gump. Uh. And of course, the same writer. But whatever. Just the score, you could hear it there. But the cast, let's talk about it really quickly here. Leonardo DiCaprio, I love him, Sal. I'm so pro-Leo. He also won an Oscar, just one. He deserves more, too, for The Revenant in 2015. Mm, But once upon a time in Hollywood, I mean, Brad Pitt won for Best Supporting, but Leo totally deserved it didn't see it the wolf of wall street blood diamond didn't the aviator it. deserved it Once on, i love blood diamond Grape. i did i did enjoy that blood diamond's fantastic yeah he's always been good and so and he's also in the gangs of new york with scorsese a lot of scorsese scorsese seems to do this it's like oh you're my new muse or whatever yeah. well because it used to be de niro uh, well this movie has de niro in it and leonardo mm-hmm. dicaprio so it's an amazing combination with uh, Martin Scorsese. I wonder who's going to follow then in their footsteps. Who will who's follow De Niro next? and DiCaprio? Next? Well, Leo's got a lot of years left. Not that De Niro didn't, yeah. but he's doing so many things. Leo became another protege underneath Scorsese. So De Niro, who I just said, you need to see Raging Bull. Amazing. Of course. He won an Oscar for that. He won an Oscar for The Godfather Part Two. But De Niro and us, like if you're of our age or older, I guess younger, but you know Robert De Niro, Taxi Driver, The Deer Hunter, Kate Fear, even movies where he's not the lead, Silver Linings Playbook, even something funny like The Intern. Or Meet the Parents. Uh, and Meet the Parents. Yes, meet yes. the Falkers. He can do anything and everything. He can have one line and he'll steal the show, or he can carry the movie. And so I am just couldn't be a bigger fan. And to see this, like I've only mentioned a few people, it's like, oh my gosh, this is 
They're killing it. Look who they have in this movie. And then I'm just going to mention two more. Brendan Fraser, who just kind of resurfaces winning an Oscar for The Whale, which just was riveting. It it killed me to watch. It was amazing. But I was already a huge Fraser fan from like my youth. Well, and then he kind of disappears. Well, and Sino Man, School Ties. School Ties to mm-hmm. me is like this movie that you could, you can't watch it enough. And it's still relevant today. It deals with racism and hiding who you really are to fit in. And then, oh my gosh, it's it's just incredible. Young Matt Damon in the movie, who's the bad kid. So amazing to see him in here. And then there's another guy who, I don't even know if he's in the trailer, but there's a few more people, but I mentioned one because I've met him. He's a super nice guy, a very talented guy, Louis Cancelmi. And he was in a movie, Sal, that I played at the New York United Film Festival years ago. And I think I also played it in Chicago and Los Angeles, but I met him there at that screening because he lived in New York at the time. But it was Gabby on the Roof in July, the only narrative movie that I kind of produced underneath my filmography. But he came out, well, A, I love the movie because it was made before I really got involved and I was on the post side, but he was such a nice guy down to earth. I was like, man, that guy, he's so talented as an actor. Well, so it didn't take long for him to start popping up in things like, well, Billions was later, but he was on Boardwalk Empire, I believe. And then he was on Billions, the TV show. And then he's in The Irishman. So now he's going with Scorsese and he's in this. So I couldn't be more proud to see Lewis flourish. And so maybe I should get him on Let's Talk Movies at some point. I think he's a good candidate. Yeah. Good candidate. Good candidate. So very cool. And I know there's more. I know there's more in there, but this is just a trailer episode. I've got to see the movie. Anything that you thought of as you watch the trailer for the second time? It's not often that a trailer alone sways me, mm-hmm. but that trailer, I mean, no, I got to see this. You know, I, I, gotta, I do. I got to see this movie. And if you would have just like maybe pitched it to me, I don't yeah, know. I would have been like, well, maybe, you know, sure, maybe. But after seeing that trailer now twice, yeah, yeah, I'm, a, I'm definitely going to see this thing. That's a definite from you? I say it's a definite, yeah. Because you know what? I mean, all these decades, I wouldn't consider myself a Scorsese fan. Yet every time I see what? a Scorsese... Well, no, I wouldn't call myself a Scorsese fan. Yet when I see the movies, I love yeah. The Aviator. Oh. All right? I, I, I love The Aviator. I loved... Who else Goodfellas. did? Goodfellas. Yeah, all the, all the famous ones. Taxi Driver. Taxi Driver. Yeah. Shutter Island. I like Shutter Island a lot. You know, it was kind The of Irishman. Whole, yeah, I liked all these movies. So I really did. So I, Wolf of Wall Street. When I look back, I go, oh, yeah, he is good. Casino, the king of comedy, mm. just so, so good. Of course, that also had De Niro and Joe Pesci. So I'd love to see Joe Pesci. Joe he Pesci. was also in The Irishman. So yeah, it has all the components. I'm also very proud of the fact that it deals with these Osage murders. And I think these things need to be talked about. Sure. I lived in a place that, growing up, it, that is, that the Native Americans were very suppressed. They had reservations and it was just like, oh yeah, you know, they're off on the reservations. They can go get their medical care there. And they were really marginalized, even me growing up. So long after they were just continued to be pushed to state to state. And now you have a place in Oklahoma, we took the land from them. But, you know, they've really made a, a comeback, I say Native Americans in a lot of ways with the casinos. Yeah. And I don't live in Oklahoma anymore. But when I go back, it's like, oh my gosh, there's a hard rock cafe right there, just outside Tulsa in Catoosa, Oklahoma. It's like, 
this is not just a one-off. They've built this whole area up and they have the right to do so. They were granted certain rights and good for them. They've taken advantage of that and really had a resurgence. And now I like stories like this are coming to the forefront. There's uh, shows, there's very talented filmmakers. I met several when I had my festival in Tulsa. And then I'm keeping an eye like on shows on Hulu. Reservation Dogs is like Native Americans. There's one person I know in particular, Sterling Harjo. I met him several times. Super nice guy. He's a writer on Reservation Dogs, but he had movies going to the Sundance Labs. And so, you know, just give it an opportunity, cultivate talent, and I'm I'm loving this, you know, that this is happening where I grew up. And so I couldn't be more proud of this movie just on so many, so many levels. Yeah, it really does hit home with you. It does. It does. I will definitely be coming back and doing a episode about the movie. And if Sal Rodriguez watches it, he could join me. We'll see. I know you'll see it eventually. I just don't know when. Yeah. Unfortunately, I, I must admit, I'm one of those people, if I commit to doing something, I'm most likely going to do it. It just might take a while. But, but, it might take a while. But it'll get done. There's I no will, rush. No, I will see this movie, especially if you say you're going to do a just watched entire mm-hmm. film. Sure, it would give me more more incentive to do so. Yeah. I just have a more sense of urgency than you. Like when it comes out October 20th, I'm going to try to see it that day or that first weekend. Where would that be? In the movie theater you're talking? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I will definitely go for the right movie. Yeah, because this looks like uh, kind of a, a epic proportion. Sprawling. You, yeah, epic. you want to see yeah. it. You want to see it. Yeah, I saw There Will Be Blood on the big screen. I also saw, really around the same time, was the Coen brothers that was kind of battling it. No Country for Old Men, mm-hmm. which... In my opinion, that was like they both came out the same year. And if you're going to have to like pick a winner, I love them both, but I would probably give the nod to There Will Be Blood. It's just, there's just something about it. It just is like, I just get sucked into it. But they were kind of battling, and the Coen brothers won an Oscar. So good for them. Love them so much. But this you have to see on the big screen. There's a lot to probably take in and assess. Yeah. And then probably watch it again later and be like, I didn't even see that was going on. Just that trailer you can see, you know, Scorsese is very good about that. He's big on camera movement. He's also really big on needle drops and music. So that's probably why the music was really big there, but they're probably not going to do as many needle drops, but they may when like J. Edgar Hoover and his people, they'll probably drop in of that era music, big band. I don't know, but he's real big on music and movement and excitement and explosions. Mm -hmm. So it's just going to be like, oh my God, it's a spectacle. It's true. Uh, You know, there are absolutely some movies which you must see on the big screen. I remember a few years ago, King Kong versus Godzilla. And I was joking, Mm. I'm going to watch it on my phone. My iPhone. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. How long does it have that play? Uh, uh, No. (laughs) Don't, don't watch these types of movies on, on your phone because you don't get to see the the film and its magnificence. Is what is you miss so much. Yeah. Don't get me wrong. I do enjoy watching content on my phone. Absolutely. Yeah. But, but yeah. believe me, there are some stuff yeah. you you are. It's an injustice. Maverick to not see. doesn't play as well on the phone. No. Maverick needs to be seen on the big screen. I saw it two times on the big screen. Once upon a time in Hollywood, big screen. Saw it twice. Oppenheimer watched recently. Love it on the big screen. So go, go, go. See certain movies there for sure. So that's all I got, Sal. Unless you have something else to uh, add? No, no. But I want to thank you because, you know, you uh, kind of remind 
you remind where you know you're like hey remember this actor remember this director remember remember that film and, and i'm like oh yeah i forgot how good i it love was. scorsese yeah, yeah, I'm a I, big fan. Oh, I did like blood diamond i do need to see raging bull you know yet it, it reminds yeah. me of all these things so thank you well you're very welcome and that is the purpose of let's talk movies our podcast is dedicated to that either putting a film on your radar to see that you've never seen or to revisit a said movie because you're in a different place. You can experience it differently. I used to hate this movie. Now it's my favorite movie. You never know. So I'm glad it's working, Sal. So without further ado, please enjoy Killers of the Flower Moon. So thank you so much for listening. And please be sure to subscribe to the Let's Talk Movies podcast and the Let's Talk Movies YouTube live channel. You can also really help us by giving the show a five-star rating on Apple Podcast. And for all you listeners that enjoy sharing your thoughts, you can leave us a review on Apple Podcasts, send us a direct message, or post a comment on any Let's Talk Movies social media platform. We also highly recommend checking out our other podcast and visiting JustCuriousMedia.com.